0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: Okay, lovely. We're still continuing with the law of priorities. How many have we touched so far? Are you sure? What's the first one we touched? God above money. What's the second one we touched? Um, yeah, relationships and stuff like that. Uh, why are we laughing? <laughs> Did we enjoy that one? Okay. Today we're going to look at another interesting one. So today we're going to look at prioritizing the praise of men or the praise of God. Let's let's go. <laughs> Let's begin, let's begin, let's begin. You here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: John, chapter number 12. John chapter number 12. And we are looking, my goodness, your life will improve after this. John chapter 12. And we're going to look from verse 37, and we're going to go all the way down to verse 43. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. That the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Where else do we find this verse? Okay, first, where do we find this verse from Isaiah? Isaiah what? Isaiah 53, verse 1. Come on, guys. Where else do we find this verse? Romans chapter 10. Guys. Romans chapter 10 when it says, but not all have believed, for Isaiah saith, not who hath believed our report. Therefore faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Come on guys, we have to be reading the Bible. Because you won't understand Romans chapter 10 if you've not read Isaiah 53. Okay, and then the report starts being said in Isaiah 53, no, like a sheep, being led to the slaughter. That's when it says he was wounded for our transgressions. That, 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 that's where it starts from. Okay. So anytime you see in the Bible that it may fulfill this, is go find that aspect so that you understand the context better. Are we clear? And it also shows you that when you believe his report, there is his strength, the strength of his arm is revealed to those who believe his report. In case you wanted to know why some people are able to work signs and wonders. Verse 39, therefore, They could not believe because Isaiah said again, what else did he say? He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. If you had to read this in Matthew, what's the next thing that said? But blessed are your eyes for they see, and your ears for they hear. Uh Uh-huh, next verse, hear this, hear this, hear this. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Verse 42. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Let's read that again. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Oh boy, verse 43. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. On that day, when Pilate stood in the front and said, you guys have a choice. And the first he presented to them, is it Barabbas, who had worked mighty works among them, except negatively. They all knew him. Some of them who were in that audience looked at him and they're like, that's the guy who murdered my family member. That's the guy who stole from our household. That's the guy who did this. That's the guy who did this. And they saw him standing there. Then at the same time, they presented Jesus. Jesus. The king of the Jews. And people could look and they're like, that's the guy who fed me among the 5,000." And people are like, that's, that, that's the person who healed my mother. That's the person who healed me. That's the person who did this. But because the Pharisees were walking about, what did and they said, We are choosing Barabbas. What did they all do? They all chose the thief rather than the Lord Jesus. Wow. Now it's interesting in verse 43, it says. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. The praise of God can be very silent in the sense that it can be very private. God can tell you you're doing well and you've made the right decision and everyone is looking at you and saying, you fool. God can tell you this is the path and it's the narrow one and everyone else is saying, What about what everybody else is doing? Because the path is still narrow, and the other path is wider. God can be saying, this is the way to do it. And others can be saying, be real, be realistic. If you choose to live in such a way that you love the praise of men more than the praise of God, there will be a challenge. Now, here is where the common weakness comes in. We all like being praised. I will say that again, just in case you think um, (laughs) it's only one or two people. Or maybe just in case you think this is your neighbor's sermon. Here is the challenge. We all like being praised praised. Who doesn't? We all like, there's, there's an element of us, maybe some are not, maybe some don't care about the whole world praising them, but there's always that one or two people that they, they want to, you know, mm-hmm. praise them. We all like nice comments. We all like to be the one. For example, there are others who take it very seriously. Maybe in their academics. When they check their results, they have to know what other people got. <laughs> Do you know those people? <laughs> Who it's not necessarily about, as in if the whole class passed and got 100% and they got 96. They've all gotten A pluses. It would never appear anywhere that they were the last. But for them, Something, something, they, something just won't be right in their heart. Have you ever met those people? Who are always, you think as if they want to encourage your country. They just want to know information. <laughs> Such that, even when maybe they've not done very well, in their comments you'll hear them say, at least, you know, I never had as much time as everybody else, and, and this, this, and that, but at least I beat half the class. It's like they care more about who they beat than. (laughs) Are there any of such people in here? Oh. (laughs) I'm curious. Is there anyone who deep inside their heart, they know like they, they like being the highest? Like it matters to them. Like it affects their emotions. When I was at Material Boys Secondary School, um, like most schools, every term two, we had this thing called awards. And oh my God, awards, Award season was one of the hardest periods. You know why? Term one, you can find you've beaten them. Term two, how that guy <laughs> will just find himself 2% ahead of you just so he can get that award, you'll be amazed. <laughs> and then there are some people who love the awards so much that they wouldn't focus on every other subject. Maybe they would just have two or three that they focus on and they'll be the highest and get awards ones in those. And then the rest of the subject, it's another story.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I notice whenever there's an opportunity to be praised by men, there's something that happens. You know, I remember one time I was in primary and we had gone to the grounds. You know those things where you're team yellow, team blue, team this. And so my team went, I think I was in yellow, and so we went to the grounds to uh, they were picking out the people who will compete and I was re- I was never picked I think it's just because I was young. <laughs> I hadn't yet grown into my stage <laughs> so I was never picked so this one time we, we started I think they told us to do two laps eh and so we did the first one, and I was behind like. 10 people, and my sister and a few others started, come on, Fred, ha, the way I overtook people that day, as in people thought I can run, even when I overtook, finished the highest, they put me in the race, oh my God. <laughs> no, but some of the guys who used to win primary races, there was also just my years, you you're fine, you're 19 years old, another guy's like 15. <laughs> What are you biologically supposed to do in that situation? (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is that there's something that the praise of men does to people. It can make you feel, somehow it makes you feel, it makes you feel nice. And that's something that we have to acknowledge because you're not gonna deal with something if you don't acknowledge that it can be an issue. Everyone, there are others who want to always be told they look good. I'm not talking about being told by a significant person. They want, to, they want everyone to notice that they look good. As a matter of fact, they can come to church and nine people told them they looked good. Another person didn't bother. And they will be thinking about the one person who never told them. They will think about that one person who never said they looked good that day. You know it happens like that. The praise of men is very interesting. It's very, very interesting, and I can give multiple examples of it, like I said. But everyone, to an extent, likes to live for others, even those who say they just live for themselves. Shanukor, don't be misled by social media if they're posting that on social media. <laughs> I don't know why the real life is in the real world. I don't know why they didn't post it in the real world somewhere. <laughs> um, the praise of men can be very interesting and it can come to very minute things. It can come to um, how many likes do I get on Facebook? Am I the only one who checks? I know my current profile picture has got very few likes. I, I, I messed up on that one. There was a challenge with my network. So it uploaded, it posted the photo four times. So people had like four options. <laughs> and then the challenge is that I had changed the one for the page just a minute before, cause I thought I was changing the one for the profile. And then you know, you're supposed to give them a gap. Nevertheless, before those, those I'm a 1K <laughs> engagement photo, 2.2K, you know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we like those things. We do. But the challenge is this. The moment you love the praise of men more than the praise of God, there will be a problem. And I can tell you, I've seen this in so many areas. Have you ever seen guys who um, maybe they call each other things like, um, hey, you cockroach, hey, you, you hyena, and whatever. Please don't be doing that. But I've seen situations where here two guys, they call each other, you cockroach, you hyena, and then one day, the guy makes a mistake and, and says, you hyena, and it's in front of ladies. Ha, Johnny, you're in a that's why man you want to. What's going on? The guy doesn't want to look a certain way in front of the ladies. <laughs> loving the praise of men. <laughs> okay, let's go somewhere. And that's why it's because of that loving of the praise of men why um, one of the worst things that happens to people is embarrassing moments in psychology there is a term (laughs) i don't know if i remember it is it repression where you deliberately try to forget an embarrassing moment maybe where you slipped and fell (laughs) where you coughed unnecessarily (laughs) in a particular place why do you care about all those things Anyways, let's go on. I'll give you scriptures. I was just trying to show you that we all like the praise of men to an extent. Okay? When you dress well, do you only dress well for yourself? (laughs) You only dress well for the Lord Jesus? But God looks in the heart. Man is the one who looks at the outside. God looks at the heart. (laughs) Anyways, in the glory I will stand. So now, here's a few things you must know about the praise of men. Number one, the satisfaction it gives is temporal. The satisfaction it gives is temporal. Some years ago, several years ago, I remember somebody coming to me um, and they told me that they were experiencing like a very uh, bad place in their marriage, right? And it seemed to be heading for divorce. As when I asked a few questions, they explained how they had actually never been happy from the first place. They were fighting all along, but, they threw the wedding of the year. <laughs> they threw the wedding of the year. And I think one of the most expensive weddings I've ever heard of. Everyone was flown into Cathoia National Park and booked into lodges and chalets and, and, and whatnot. So it could have been the most praised wedding, but the satisfaction of the praise can only last for a short time. That's one thing you should understand about the praise of men. It's temporal. It doesn't bring permanent satisfaction. I know what it's like to hold one of the biggest meetings of the year and um, the moment your name is called out, people can almost go to death because your name has been called out and you know, At that moment, moment you're feeling like, wow. And then guess what happens to that meeting? It finishes and then the poor go home. Then you also go home (laughs) and it's done. And then you know what happens and you find there were 30, 50, 70, 80, 90 miracles. And then two weeks later, somebody else hosts a meeting that by comparison may not necessarily be as powerful as yours. And people are saying, wow, I've never attended a meeting like this one. <laughs> there are meetings and then there is this one. <laughs> waiting? There's never been a meeting like. And <laughs> they're thinking after all the effort. <laughs> it's very easy to become yesterday's news. You, you, that's why the praise of men is very temporal. Very easy to become yesterday's news. Um And it's like in all areas, all areas. And that's why anything you achieve after a short period of time can feel common. I'll give you an example. I really got excited when I got my master's degree. Now I feel like why a lot? (laughs) In my head. No, honestly, in my head, it doesn't feel like much. In my head. And every time I see other people posting, I'm like, so, to a foot, eh? I'm genuinely happy for them, by the way. But everything in me keeps saying, doctorate, 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 doctorate. Then when I get the doctorate, I've got a feeling, another PhD, PhD, PhD. Then when you get that one again, you'll be thinking, a uh, double masters, double masters. Then next, I found myself researching how to gain professorship. I'm, what I'm trying to say is praise of men is temporal. It brings a temporal satisfaction. I hope you're hearing me. It brings a temporal satisfaction. It's not, it's not worth giving up your destiny for. It brings temporal satisfaction. I remember when I was about 13, uh, 14, just before I gave my life to the Lord. I had escorted some of these gentlemen, and they were way older than me, and they had gone for an event, Miss Something, what were those events we used to have those days? Now, this wasn't Miss MQP, Miss, I don't know, ISL or one of those. And so I was there looking, and I didn't engage in most of the activities they were engaging in, not because I was born again, but I was just afraid of my father. Yeah, I was just afraid of my dad, that's all. I'm I'm sure you've been there before. I was just, just just fear of dad. And I was watching, and I will never forget them talking about me, and I felt so good that day. And they were discussing, Exe, this light will be a tough one, Exe. By the time, what, this young person will be a hard guy. (laughs) Okay? And they were saying, by the time this light is 18. Because, you know, he watches us do all this tough stuff. This, this light will be tough. And I felt so proud of myself, like, wow, I'm a light who will be a tough on <laughs> one day. <laughs> they couldn't have gotten it any more wrong. By the time I was 18, I'd say it when. But what I'm trying to say is there's only so much it can do. It can pump you up for a moment, but there's only so much it can do. And, you know, if you're going to be known as tough for something, what are you really going to be known as? If you're going to be known as something, what, what really do you want to be known as? This guy, when he drinks, this guy can drink for you. How does that even please you? Temper? This guy's temper, why would you like to be praised about your temper? Why would you like to be praised about your temper? That guy, that guy is a player. He can get any girl. How is that? Why why can't you just evangelize instead? Maybe you've got evangelism (laughs) skills. Why does it, like, how does it, like, people's tears, people crying in their rooms, how does that please you? That you're responsible for people's tears and heartbreaks, simply because you were not serious about them. Like, how, how... how is that gratifying in any way? So that the gentleman gets say, "Yeah, you're tough on." If you get my point. It's really not worth it, is it? Okay, Let's go deeper. So I was saying the praise of men gives temporal satisfaction, and the praise of men can cause you to forfeit your destiny. The praise of men can cause you to forfeit your destiny because you'll start living for the praise of men. So, the moment you start living for the praise of men, it means you dance to their tune. So, that means you dance to what is trending, right? So, for example, if you want a lot of likes right now and you're female, then perhaps you'd have to dress less modest. In short show certain parts of your body that are sexually appealing. And you get as many likes as you want. And afterwards, you have so many inboxes and you'll be posting, hey, the problem, I'm receiving too many messages from perverts. Sometimes there's something you're giving them that they're following. And really, you're just pretending that you're not enjoying it. Sometimes you find people even enjoying their attention from perverts from India or something like that, simply, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. And by the way, I'm one of those pastors who asks, I've asked members before, I've asked, I remember some, is it a year ago, I asked a member, I, re- I commented on a photo, no, I commented in their inbox. And I asked them, I said, why are you showing me and the whole world your stomach? Where do you want us to see it? It was a very genuine question. I I I was wondering why? For an extra what? You can forfeit your destiny over those things. Ladies and gentlemen, the praise of men can make you forfeit your destiny. I don't know if you're getting my point. What do you think causes a person to dress very skimply in June and it's cold? <laughs> no, honestly, what do you think can cause a person to do that? Because deep inside, and their coffin and the like, and their body genuinely is crying out for a jacket. Their body is crying out for anything, a tracksuit, a PF t-shirt, anything. Their body is... <laughs> you can... <laughs> But why? Just so that somebody can look and say, wow, you look. No, guys, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let's go to a few. <laughs> look, <laughs> chapter 9, verse 25 to 26. There were those chaps who were caught. The ones who, used to, who were caught with like a lot of SIM cards and they would pretend to be... A certain, they would pretend to be certain business people and then they would scam people off money, right? And they scammed people off thousands and thousands and thousands. And when they were caught, do you know how much they were found with? Six pin. That's all they had. 6,000 kwacha. Do you know what they used to spend their money on? Going out and impressing people and doing videos on Instagram. Are you serious? So all that for the praise of men. so people should see that they are tough ones and that they can chill with the big boys. That's all. All that for the praise of men. It's not worth it. Dear neighbor, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Luke 9.25 says, What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? Uh-huh. Verse 26. For whoever is ashamed of me and my, and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed, when he comes in his own glory and in his fathers of the holy angels. There are people who can't proclaim the word of God outrightly because they're ashamed that when they say certain words, they'll be criticized by men. There are people who can't post certain scriptures because they are ashamed that if they say them, they'll be criticized. There are people who can't quote certain scriptures in family meetings. Because they'll be told you're being ridiculous and you don't understand tradition. What does it take to shut you up? And then the Lord Jesus says, look, if, you, if you're ashamed, not just of me, but you're also ashamed of my words, then I'll also be ashamed of you when the Father comes. But like, do you know this one? I know him in my heart. <laughs> I don't know if somebody is getting me. And usually it's because people are, they don't want the criticism of men. That's why sometimes someone can't call out a wrong. They would rather say, no, I'm not here to judge. Are you kidding me? Christians will judge the earth. That's what the Bible says. Have you read that? What we're not here to do is to condemn. Are you aware that there is nothing wrong with having a sense of what is right and what is wrong? And you know something, the people who propagate wrong things are actually very loud about them and very shameless about them. And then believers know, I ask for full of grace, so we'll just be nice and just keep hugging them and they'll come to Christ. Are you kidding me? You have to be radical about certain things. Do you know what's happening around the world? Do you know how much money, for example, is being invested in the in propagating the gay community. Do you know how much money is being invested? How much they're trying as much as possible to adopt as many children from orphanages so that they can teach them those wrong principles? Do you know how many people stood out and advocated for the Bible to stop being read in schools? In the U.S., for example. But people can easily spread the book of Satanism. Do you know how much... Money is pumped into sponsoring weird things. And then we should be ashamed of the gospel because we shouldn't be too spiritual. The whole world is very spiritual. It just depends on which side of spirituality you are at. So if we are ashamed of him and his words, and I'll tell you this Jesus is not always very popular. Jesus is not always very popular. The Holy Spirit did not come on earth to be popular. If you're going to be somebody who's led by the Spirit, you will not always be popular. You will not always have a popular view. When you read in John 14 and verse 16, it says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another counselor, even the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. Because he doesn't see him and he doesn't know him. But you know him. For he dwelleth with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit did not come to be accepted by the world. He came to be accepted by the church. So he's not always popular. There are some jokes you'll stop laughing at. He's not always popular. He didn't come to be popular. So in the days... When his words sound, how can I put it? In the days when his words will bring criticism, will you still stand by them? Praise God. Or do you care more about the praise of men? Some of the theories you believe in, are they really biblical or are they just popular? Let's get a bit more intense. The praise of men, when you get addicted to it, produces jealousy. And this can be a very, very big danger. Look at 1 Samuel 18, verse 7. It can even bring about a spirit. The praise of men can bring a spirit. 1 Samuel 18, verse 7. Now, this is after David had killed Goliath, right? Right? What does it say? So, the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Do you know that people, (laughs) that's why when you allow people to dictate things, people are funny. When Saul was busy slaying people, he was busy, so, 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 so. David killed one, David kills one Goliath. They changed the song. Saul has killed his thousands. David his ten thousands. He didn't tell them to compose the song. He didn't tell them to sing it. They just started singing. Saul has killed his thousands. David his tens of thousands. And people will compare. That's how people are. I remember when, um, I think a few years ago, here's what happened. Um, A few years ago, one of my good friends was Daniel had, I think two or three weddings in church, something like that. Then one time, I get a message from someone, and they were saying, "You know, uh, in life it's important to be in the right place." For example, I was teaching a friend, "If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, you go to Apostle Frederick. If you want to get married, you go to Household of Faith, because there, that's where the grace for marriages are." Ah. no i'm not even joking (laughs) and it was a (laughs) believer and why send me that message now what if they corrupted my view that's the way people are because (laughs) i'm telling you people can make you think like you've never achieved anything in your life and and that's why you find even in families be careful with comparison it kills be careful with comparison, because genuinely, other people might actually be doing better than you, not just in public, even in private. You know, comparison, the trouble with jealousy is this. Once you go for those notions of, hey, it's just social media, you will be shocked to find people even doing better behind closed doors. They just show you a little bit of it. <laughs> and the last thing you want is to be disappointed when you find people are doing well, and to feel good when you find people are doing badly. Then you know that you've got a problem in your heart. I will say that again. The last thing you want is when you actually check on people's lives, you, dis, you discover they are doing well and you find yourself being disappointed. And then if you find they are doing badly, there's a part of you that's happy. That's the last thing that you want. But then, come, okay, let's look. So the women sang as they danced. Let's read that again. And said, Saul has slain his thousands. David his ten thousands. Hey. Then Saul was very angry. And the saying displeased him. That's the problem. The saying is what displeased him. And he said, They ascribed to David ten thousands. And to me, they have ascribed only thousands. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? If only, so, if you've read Saul's story, if only he cared more about what God thought, he would have obeyed God. Do you remember the period when he chose to sacrifice? When he, he chose to get the spoils when God had told him everything should be destroyed. And then when the prophet came, he said, no, I wanted some for the temple. And then he was told, no, 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 to obey is better to, than to sacrifice. If only he had cared more what God thought than what the women were singing, he wouldn't have got himself in this place. And then notice, he gets very angry. And the reason he was angry, his kingdom has just been saved for crying out loud. Goliath would have terrorized them, but he was angry because the women gave David 10,000s. And to so, they only gave thousands. Thousands are okay. (laughs) Jonathan didn't even kill one. (laughs) They didn't sing any for Jonathan. Thousands are not bad. And then, what was his reaction when he got very angry? Look at the next thing that happened. So, so eyed David from that day forward. (laughs) Ichimizachi. Such that here is what happened. An evil spirit came upon Saul, (laughs) and one point there's even a spear in his hand. David is busy playing, and he threw the spear. His anger was now towards David, not towards the women. Just towards David. Why the praise of men can corrupt you. The praise of men can corrupt you. If I was doing a demonology teaching. Would we'll talk about the corruption of Satan, or should we say the corruption of Lucifer, according to Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. But the praise of men can corrupt you. That's how it is. That's why every time people honor you, be humble about it. Honor is not cheap. Honor is not cheap. You know what I think David did? David couldn't necessarily stop the people from singing. But can you see how many songs he sang to God instead? Every time people honor you, um, be very humble and sober about it. Because honor is not cheap. So notice, just from loving the praise of men, a corruption came upon a person. That's why some of the worst decisions are made when your mindset is always, how will it look? Monica, we know. Monica People have found themselves in debt over how it did look if I didn't attend that party. People have found themselves <laughs> at conventions they couldn't afford over how it did look if I didn't remove the like, five pin for attending that meeting. You buy a car because of how it will look. Bible says whoever wants to build the house should count the cost. Huh? <laughs> um I've interacted with quite a number of people. And one of the areas that I've had a lot of opportunity to interact with is the corporate space. I would have situations where maybe an entire company, I'm like the pastor of that company, they all come to me. And I began to notice that companies have different cultures. There are some companies where the culture evolves around what car you drive. So everyone would do anything to always have the latest model of cars. Now the challenge that you would find is here's somebody whose salary is, let's say, take home. 28,000, but somehow they carry two pin home. I'm, I'm not even joking, take home is 28,000, but they carry 2,000 kwacha home because the rest of the money has gone into so many debts and obligations because there's a reputation they're trying to keep and they bought a car with 450,000. And then now afterwards they're going to every prophet to cast out the spirit of prophet. When they can just sell that car and grow to that level. Because levels in life, you grow to them. You don't... But honestly, some people are biting more than they can chew. Some people are biting more than they can chew. They know they don't have the capacity to handle the cost of a 450,000 car, while at the same time being in a very expensive relationship. (laughs) But then the praise of men, because it will look a certain way. And you know, it comes down like this in, in several areas even just things like gadgets there are some people who listen if you can afford it praise the lord but if you can't i don't know why as in people who can you imagine there are people in this world who lost their innocence to some sugar daddy because they wanted a blackberry (laughs) which is now out of fashion so they should look among their friends that they've got a blackberry which is now out of fashion. And that's the same way we'll be looking at, I don't know what iPhone is there now. That's the same way we'll be looking at it a few years from now. And it can attract the spirit. Let me read a few more notes. Are you guys getting something? Matthew 6, verse 3. The praise of men, another point, is that the praise of men becomes your reward and it can block you from your heavenly reward. Matthew 6, verse 3. Matthew 6, verse 3. But you, since, okay, since it starts with but, can we start from verse 1? Jesus, have you noticed that in almost all the teachings we've been going to Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7, Jesus taught a lot in these verses. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Whoa. (laughs) I will tell you this. Um, Do I understand the place for corporate advertising of charitable deeds? Yes, there's a a place for that in terms of um, sometimes it may be a way to inspire others to do the same. Sometimes it may be a way of accountability, because especially if your money is not from you, it's from partners. Like, you know, a lot of you who, like, let's say with the church, the money that we spend when we're doing, um, I'm sure you guys saw the photos of the recent ones, right? But the money that we spend comes from the church. So if it comes from the church, we need to show you what we're doing, right? And that way, sometimes it can also draw up more partners. I understand the places for that. But then there's also a place where you learn how to do good things. Which are just because you're a good person. If every good thing you've ever done has to be sung about and advertised about, that becomes your reward. If the purpose for you doing a good thing, is so people look and say, Ha, how he's a good person, that becomes your reward. If that's your purpose, that then becomes your reward. If every person you've ever helped, you have to sing about it. Even when helping them, you have to make them feel miserable about the fact that you're helping them. Even as I'm giving you this 200, you know, there are many things I could have done with this 200, watch Just that I'm a good person. Otherwise, look, look at the other problems I have. Look, look at this, look at this, look at this. Anyways, it's just that I'm a good person. And then the moment that 200 kwacha leaves you, everyone at work will know that day. You know, but I'm a good person. You know, in life, there are people who are good. You now, let me tell you what happened. Anyways, it's not like I, I, just don't, I just don't like showing it. But you see that person over there. I'm the one who helped me with the 200 kwacha. I don't know if I don't
0: know.
1: Where somebody comes to church that day, they've dressed everyone is complimenting their shoes. And and you just have to let us know that those shoes... are Actually... <laughs> remember, I was sent some shoes from the UK and, you know, they just couldn't fit me. And I thought, you know, rather than waste them, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea. So those shoes you've seen her wearing, yeah, they came from me. And, you know, I, I just feel good seeing people doing good things because, you know, in life, it's just better to... It's better to give, you know, but those shoes, oh my God, you know what happens? That becomes your reward for that. Why can't you just, why can't you just bear with the fact that they'll compliment them over the shoes? Does it really, does everyone really have to know they came from you? Look at the next verse. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly I say to you, they have their reward. Maybe we need to read that again from the TPT. Ha! This is proper Christian living, eh? Proper Christian living. And you know, one thing I'll tell you is this. Do you know that there are people who do charitable deeds not because they love people, but because they want to feel better about themselves because they do bad things elsewhere. No, back to the other version. I like the, I like the sounding of the trumpet. Ah, da, 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 da. So, Jesus is saying, don't do what hypocrites do. Do you know what a hypocrite is in the Greek? The word hypocrite means actor. So, it's lights, camera, action. And they, that's why they can only be good in front of people. That's how hypocrites are. And he says they have their reward. Why? Because they want glory from men. They want men to say these are the ones. Next verse. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Next verse. That your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Look at the next one. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Uh Uh-huh. But when you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, let me just... Explain that aspect. Now, we do have public prayers. We do have public gatherings. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is when the motive of your heart is I need to look like the most spiritual person in this place. People need to know just how spiritual I am. And there'll be a challenge. There'll be a challenge. I remember one guy coming to my office some years ago. And um, his life needed a lot of correction. So I was trying to explain to him that it needed correction. He said, no, no, but I'm very prayerful. Ask, 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 ask people. They know when they give me to pray at assembly, I can pray. I tell you, I can pray. I'm like, what do you mean? Some of you have wondered, I've, I've received a lot of questions. Even this week, somebody came to my office and I prayed a very short prayer and they were like, that's all. I pray, personally, I pray longer privately than publicly. Publicly is my time to manifest. But then, my point is this. If spirituality is for sure, if the reason you do things is that sure, we should see you, unfortunately, that's the reward you'll get. What should be on the public? It should be like an iceberg. An iceberg is bigger under the water than it is on the surface. Your light will shine before men. The iceberg will appear on top of the sea, but below, beneath, there should be something of substance. The roots should be underground. So the foundation of your prayer life is what you do in private. Praise God. So if you do things for public show, so that you can look like the one, there will be a challenge. Because you always need an audience for you to do things. You always need an audience for you to be spiritual. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Second Timothy 4 verse 2 says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. This faith that we're in will not always be popular. There'll be days where standing for the faith means being the most unpopular person. Um, One of the people who's really inspired me in terms of living as a believer um, has been my mother. You know one thing I found interesting about her? She's one of those people who would leave work work functions early. She would go to show her face and leave early where necessary because It seems from an earlier stage she discovered not every function needs to be attended to the full, especially those that just get wowed. It's not necessary for you to show up everywhere, it's not necessary for you to be part of everything. You know, you're really, really tight financially, and you're in every committee in the world because you just can't say no, because how would it look? Living your life like that will cause you to have a lot of praise from men, and your reward will be from men. But what about the praise of God? Somebody say glory. Glory. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm ending, let me mention that this is easier said than done, because ideally we all like and prefer to be liked. I don't know if you're getting me. If it were up to me, I would be the whole world's pastor. I I, I, I would prefer that. Nobody wants to be hated. Nobody wants to be insulted. That's why it's a burden. But for the sake of the gospel, there are times you may have to be the unpopular one. There are times you may have to be the unpopular one. You may may have to be the one who says, oh, if there is that event or if we're celebrating that birthday, I can't attend that celebration there because that's against my principles. So are you trying to say, you say, we're not Christian enough just because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the praise of men shouldn't bother you much. So here's my final question to you for today. What does heaven think about you? What's your reputation in heaven? How do they know you up there? What does God think about you? What are some of the records written about you in the book of life? What are some of those good deeds that um, you may not remember, that they'll remind you of when you enter heaven? Amazing, eh? And can I tell you the key to giving people the right way? Here's the key. See people as more important than the gift you're giving them. Here's here's one thing. If the reason I am bringing clothes to this place is because I'm tired of them, then that can only get you so far. But if the reason I'm doing it is because I feel this person is worth so much that they deserve to put on something this nice, that my heart is getting better. That should be your motive. It should always be the worth of the person rather than your self-gratification. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Why are we teaching these things? We want to produce believers who are powerful in private and powerful in public. Lift your hands, close your eyes for a moment. Firstly, I want you to thank God for every opportunity he's ever given you to be a blessing to others. Whether it's through your voice, whether it's through your prayers, whether it's through your sermons, give him the praise for that. Thank him for every opportunity he's ever given you to be a blessing to others. Father, thank you for causing me to be a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful, God, for the opportunity to give every person I've given, to give to every project I've given, to sow every seed I've sown, to help every person I've helped. I'm grateful for that opportunity. I'm grateful for that opportunity to participate in divinity by being an answered prayer. When people prayed to you and you sent me, I'm grateful, oh God, for every person I've prayed for, for every demon I've casted out, for every sick person that has gone and healed through these hands and through this voice. I'm grateful, it's only by your grace I give you praise. I give you praise. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be glorified. For every opportunity you've given me to have my light shine, let your name be glorified. Let your name be praised, oh God. Let your name be praised. Let your name be praised. The next prayer point I'll give you is very strange. It's very strange. I want you to thank God for every criticism you've ever received for the sake of following him. Thank him that he has counted you worthy to suffer persecution. He's counted you worthy to suffer insults for the sake of following him. For if they insulted the master, what about you? Father, thank you. For everyone who said we are overdoing it, thank you. For everyone who said we are being overly spiritual, thank you. For every insult we've received, we thank you for the opportunity to even suffer shame for your name. We thank you for that opportunity. We thank you, we are grateful. We are grateful because we've learned patience. We're grateful because we've learned to depend on you. We're grateful because we've learned humility. We're grateful. We're grateful for all those that think we're spiritual freaks or something we are grateful. We only pray that you may help them to see the light. We only pray that the whole world may see Jesus glorified. Thank you. For every time we've been misunderstood, thank you. We are grateful because we are sons. We are sons of our Father. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Finally, pray for your heart, that your heart may be right, that your heart may reject all forms of jealousy, that your heart may reject anything that is not of God. Declare that which my Father in heaven has not planted, that which has been planted instead by trends, that which has been planted by the world. Be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Declare that over your heart. Declare that over your mind that those are necessary expectations, that are necessary pressure. Declare in the name of Jesus that is uprooted from your heart and your mind and your focus is the kingdom. Declare that now. Karama ma san teke liye sata hai. Shepe ke teke has bahas. San prahas. No selfish ambition. She la ma sha teke libehe son takaliya bahas. Son teke his. Shepe ke Son to She tehe seke tiki I set my eyes on eternity. I set my eyes on the final prize. That the Lord Jesus will look at me and say, Well done, faithful servant. I set my affections on things above. In the name of Jesus. That my heart glories in the praise of God rather than in the praise of men. My decisions. My decisions are influenced by God. In the name of Jesus. My heart is free from every jealousy. My heart is free from being in bondage, to being being in the bondage of comparison. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, my wisdom is not corrupted by comparison. My wisdom is not corrupted by competition. My wisdom is not corrupted by jealousy. My destiny is not corrupted by the praise of men. In Jesus' name. How does your heart feel after those prayers? Am I the only one who just feels like smiling? Who feels like a Lord has just like... Oh. Praise God! Praise God. Let's give our offerings.
0: Oh wow! What a service! I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.